Hashtag SAFM BTH. It is 24 minutes after 3 o'clock in conversation next with Dr. William Mbofu, political analyst and researcher at the Witt Center for Diversity Studies. Gabon's president, Ali Bongo, has announced that he, we, he will run for re-election next month. Bongo has been in power for 14 years and questions are being asked about his fitness to run the nation as it is public knowledge that he suffered a stroke in 2018 and his mobility has been impaired and his mobility are now a bit difficult. So what more can he offer to the Gabonese Republic? Dr. William Bofu now joining us on the line. Dr. Bofu, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Aldrin and your listeners. What do you make of this announcement? Is it a bit late into the race considering that the elections are around the corner? It is um, uh, one of those uh, tragic uh, news to arise about um, not only Gabon, Algeria, but also Africa, mm. where we still have uh, post-colonial leaders that believe that they are cultic leaders, that they are indispensable, that they are irreplaceable, and that there are no other Africans that can take their place in trying to push this continent and these countries forward. It's Tragic, and it uh, tends to confirm certain colonial and racist stereotypes about us Africans as backward, not progressive, and really unhelpful in the way in which we conduct ourselves politically. Why do you say that, uh, Dr. Mbofu? Look at this, uh, Aldrin. Here is a politician that has uh, done his time more than a decade in power, after taking power from his uh, father mm-hmm. and has uh, had the misfortune of uh, being unwell with a major stroke. But this individual still believes that there is no other Gabonese that can do the work of leading that country better than them. That problem in Africa of leaders that believe they cannot succeed it that there are no other leaders besides them, that they are the only heroes. It's an African tragedy that has seen the continent move backwards instead of forwards, politically and economically. Mm. You know, Dr. Mpofu, with that said, I sometimes wonder whether we're being too harsh on, on African leaders, considering, for instance, what happens in Asia, um, Xi Jinping. Let's look at, for instance, what happened in, in Germany. Angela Merkel has, was, uh, was, was the chancellor for 16 years. Are we being too harsh on African leaders? Not at all. If you look at uh, those leaders that you are talking about um, that uh, exercised longevity in power and still performed very well, what was performing was not individuals but strong systems including strong systems of accountability and transparency. So those individuals were just figureheads uh, working with uh, functioning systems, which we seem not to have built in Africa. And uh, it's really not being a hush on African leaders, because the African problem, Aldrin, is not only the problem of leadership, it's also the problem of followership. You will find out that this man is being told by supporters by psychophants, by enterprising uh, uh, flatterers, that my leader, you are still the one. Uh, please go back to State House. We want you to lead us. And these psychophants, these flatterers, and these enterprising uh, political entrepreneurs just want to use the leadership of that leader 
to siphon resources, to milk economies, and to benefit from public coffers. So it's more than a problem of leadership, but also a problem of followership. Guaranteeism, political flattery, psychophancy, and this problem of seeking to capture uh, state institutions in order to access public resources, Andrew, is a mm. major African problem. How then do we reach a point where um, the the state house or the highest office in the in the land is not being seen as a, a office or position where people try to create these dynasties and almost control it as if it is a kingdom where somebody is born and believes that inherently it means that they are the successor to uh, to the throne. Yeah, what we need to do in Africa, uh, Arjun, we need to overturn the paradigms in politics and stop producing and following individual heroes, big men. We need to produce now heroic institutions and heroic systems. These exemplary leaders that we have been talking about that have turned their countries around, if you look carefully in Asia and um, certain parts of Europe, you realize that they stayed so long in power, but they were occupying positions in working strong systems, heroic systems. Yet in Africa, we still follow individual heroes, cultic figures that have proven to be Mm. incapable of turning our countries around. Yeah, a final one. Um, and now speaking about um, President Ali Bongo's, Ali Bongo's stroke and some people saying that perhaps he's not fit to hold office. How do we approach that conversation about what fit to hold office really means, considering that you have sure you have somebody who has now suffered a, a, a stroke and perhaps has a disability. And at the same breath, also say that we have confidence in people who have um, a disability to also hold the highest office in the land. There is an ethical dilemma there, but looking at it at the specific uh, case of uh, Bongo, he has been in power before and has suffered uh, an incapacitating uh, injury or um, uh, impairment. Um, the question of him being discriminated or being excluded from political office may not arise as it would if a person living with a disability was trying to get into office for the first time, they have not had an opportunity before. So that ethical uh, question, that ethical dilemma does not arise in this case. We have a president that has had his time, has unfortunately suffered an impairment, but still insists that they want to function in that office. They want to be given another yeah. chance. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think it's the same question, Aldrin. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Dr. William Boff, political analyst and researcher at the Witzer Center for Diversity Studies. Do you agree with Dr. Mbofu when it comes to specifically that question around when we look at what incapacitated means and if we look at what being fit for office means, um, how do we have that conversation when it comes to people who actually live with a disability or even suffered um, an injury which rendered them disabled or with a disability while in office? It's a minute after half past three.